0: welcome to 19 in 89 inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer my name is benjamin Wosley. you may remember me from my work as giggling ben on hamish and andy hang on stop stop everybody stop i think i think giggling ben went to place! I <laughs> to play a crowd. and Bad Boy, Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy! Uh, way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide, all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion, and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm gonna find out how weird arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to some actual living, breathing proof of how mundane a disappointing- pointing time travel would actually be if it really existed. Uh If my 1989 diary is anything to go by, travelling back in time to revisit your younger self leaves you with a resounding mix of all of the things like regret, nausea, horror, disgust, embarrassment and a desperate need to step in and shake the shit out of teenage you. But knowing you can't because your butterfly effect the shit out of things. Plus, time travel doesn't actually exist. Anyway, we can actually travel back in time musically, and we do that with the help of chartbeats.com.au, and this week in 1999, we saw new debuts from John Farnham and Danny L with Communication, debuting at 39, Donna Summers, This Time I Know It's For Real at 41, Grace and Hugh talked it over at 45, and Millie Vanilli were in at 47 with Baby, Don't Forget My Number. Oh, we won't forget your number, Millie Vanilli, by the completion of... Of 89, they would be confronted with claims they lip synced and didn't actually sing any of their songs on their album. And by 1990, the truth finally came out and their best new artist Grammys were revoked, which is such a brutal word. Your best new talent is revoked. Poor handsome fakers. Hey, coming up in this episode, there's a celebratory smorgasbord to attend. I do a shift that goes extremely well. But I also refer to myself as having motor mouth, so how extremely well could it have possibly gone? A new announcer moves into the radio station sharehouse. I see a Maldivas women on the verge of a nervous breakdown at a film festival. The then successful 80s Aussie business tycoon Alan Bond is sweating and about to sell Radio Station 6KA. Meanwhile, the 1989 pilots dispute kickstarts, and it could mean no flights home for holidays in November. Plus, I get sassy on air after a listener rings up to suggest I play some normal music. Oh, look out, girl, I'm coming at you. Uh, to help me process all of that, let's usher in another one of my best-as. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is, that? Who, is, who is that? who is this? Who
1: is that?
0: It's the delightful Retina Wooler. Welcome back, Rets. Hi! <laughs> I love how you work and do this <laughs> podcast with me.
1: Well, I'm still in my pyjamas, but yeah.
0: But you are working.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got problems with my focus. What's that about?
0: Oh, focused if I know. <laughs> that was the worst joke ever. <laughs> i got to press Nobody this button, in fact. I'm cockheading me. Now me. <laughs> uh. All right, so we should reset. Uh, like most of my friends, you're one of those ones i made within half an hour of meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I've realised from doing this podcast is so many of my friends I meet... And they've become my friends for the rest of my life. So, within half an hour, I'm like, oh, yeah, this one's staying. I'm not letting them (laughs) go.
1: Just can't shake them.
0: Yeah. Hence why one of my friends once said, you'd make friends with Roadkill. But Retz was (laughs) selling clothing in Perth. And like most retail transactions, I'm a friendly guy. I'm giving you cash. I want to be your mate. And uh, yeah, we've just been mates since then, since the mid 90s. Weird, isn't
1: it? it the is mid 90s. They were good times.
0: They were. Now I'm in Melbourne, you're in Amsterdam, and the world's going to shit. Thanks, 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for ruining everything for us, the 90s. <laughs> All right, should we get stuck into this diary? Yes, please. We are up to my 33rd week of work. Man, I would have lost so much interest by now. <laughs> 33
1: yeah, weeks. Yeah, so
0: you can't focus either. No. And I've been unemployed since March, so do you think I'm ever going to want to go back to work ever again? <laughs> <laughs> Someone pay me. <laughs> I'm looking for trust funds online. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take in August the 20th. It's a Sunday and it was written at 12.46am. Set my alarm for an 8... Uh, Oh, God. 8 a.m. wake up, I should have said. Set my alarm for an 8 wake up today, which it did. However, I've written in capitals, I managed to stay asleep and then comma or in bed until 10. That's my way of secretly saying, yep, I was masturbating. Got up, (laughs) ate, then showered, dressed and went down to the station. (laughs) I didn't record any of that, but I do know if I'm waking up at 8 a.m. and not getting out till 10... Things untoward are happening in my pantal area.
1: Question. I've just had like a couple. This week, I've had a couple of like ex-lovers contact me. Mm-hmm. Both at 8 and 8.30 in the morning. Do you guys rub one out and then just get reminiscent? <sighs> I don't know.
0: Maybe. I don't. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> texting my exes. Anyway, I'm having a time. Uh What are you doing? <laughs> like that would just be weird
1: yeah i just asked like a, a hetero friend of mine and he just pretty much hung up on me but anyway <laughs> I've just, i'm just doing some surveys because i'm like wow
0: well, anyone listening if you've got any re- <laughs> replies for retz send them via 1989. <laughs> i've lost her now she's just pissing herself <laughs> i really want to reply yeah. hey my shift from midday to six went extremely well Richie was in a good mood And then I've written this in brackets It's rare that that happens But when it does, I absolutely love it Uh, I feel sorry for tortured 19-year-old me I think I really wanted to be Richie's friend And just couldn't understand why he didn't like me It's because you're a poof
1: (laughs) Spoiler alert Yeah, but but Richie was a bit of a prick
0: He was, but in hindsight I don't think (laughs) I wanted to be his friend really I just wanted him to like me like everybody Um, Jan rang to say she was home. After six, I went to her house. We talked for a while and then Jan said, would I let her buy me tea for looking after the house? I said only if she felt it was necessary. So we went to Tucker's Sunday night smorgasbord. It was absolutely superb. Why didn't I talk about all the things that I ate on the smorgasbord? I came home and I watched TV till about 10 minutes ago. Night! 12.53am.
1: I love a smorgasbord.
0: I know.
1: You don't get them anymore.
0: It's maybe not sanitary. We're never going to have them again now because of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, see that salad everyone's been coughing on all day? Want some?
1: (laughs) (laughs) My dad said smorgasbords are how poor people eat out.
0: (laughs) Uh, I hate to brag it to you, but lots of rich people do it as well. (laughs) They're the ones that are usually filling their handbags.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true, right?
0: Anyway, let's take another episode. Uh, This is Monday, August 21. It was written at 1.53am. Arose today at 10. Had some breakfast and watched television until midday. Had a shower. Got dressed and played with the kittens till about 1.30. Oh, I've still got kittens. Went to the station. Man, talk about busy. I don't know why I th- put man in there, but anyway. I had so many ads to do. Ended up, I did a total of eight ads, four of which were all for the same company. I mean, look at me. Please. I'm a busy working girl. I spent the last hour before six pulling out my records and messing around. Mm-hmm. Is
1: pulling
0: out your records a metaphor? No. <laughs> I was waiting okay. to see if that was your response and it was. <laughs> no, just actually taking a record out of the shelf and putting it in your box to play on your shift later on. Uh, my shift from six till midnight went extremely well. Oh, my God. This is my second extremely well. It wasn't yesterday. Uh, yes, yesterday was extremely well too. So two extremely well shifts in a
1: week. Richie should be giving you a pay rise by now. Yeah. I don't like Richie.
0: I don't know if he has any control of money, but I like that idea. <laughs> um, I was having a great time and had a classic example of motor mouth. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> a classic example of motor mouth. It's probably not a good thing for radio. They like to keep it tight and bright and one thought per break and here's me going
1: blah, 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 blah. <laughs> one thought I, per break? What we, does that yeah,
0: mean? There's a, like a, a ethos in radio that you have one thought per break so if you're talking about something, don't go off in tangents, keep focused on one thing because your background and it's easier for people to digest stuff if you just give them some one thing. Like this podcast must be a
1: fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it. exactly the opposite of this podcast.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they don't have tangent alarms, so they try and make you just keep to one thing. But if I've got motor mouth, there is no way that I kept to one thing, unless I did five-minute breaks on one subject. Anyway, came home just after midnight and got reading John Law's book again. (laughs) Anyway, it's so good, this John Law's book, that I've read until now. Goodness gracious, night, 1.59am.
1: Oh, God, I couldn't think of anything worse.
0: This is a cancel culture moment. If I'd been cancelled at 19 for loving John Laws, what would I have learned? Now I've learned oh he's a freaking asshole, and I hate his guts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stuff him. Ah, uh, Let's take <laughs> in August 22, it's a Tuesday. It was written at 1.25am. Bitch of a day today. Woke up at 9am, showered and went into work just before 11am. Waited around until 20 past 11 for the meeting to start. Oh, there's a meeting. We didn't pre-sell this. Finally asked Neville when it was starting. He said it wasn't on until Thursday because he wanted Dave to be there. (coughs) Julia typed the wrong day. And then I've written in capitals. With three R's. No, four R's. you're just
1: walking around the office wondering when a meeting's on. Uh You're that idiot. Yeah, I'm that idiot. And then it's like, Thursday, mate. Yeah. And you're like, ah.
0: And this isn't (laughs) the first reference. There's a a reference earlier in this diary where I went to a media party that had been cancelled for a week and no one was there. (laughs) But no one told me. I get the feeling they didn't want to hang around me. Anyway. (laughs) Revelations. (laughs) It was such a little shut-in. (laughs) Anyway, I got a letter from Nicole today, and I actually wrote Julie, but I've scribbled out Julie. Got a letter from Nicole today, went into town and paid, and I've written paid instead of P-A-I-D as P-A-Y-E-D. Half of my ticket home in November. Let's hope the planes are still running then. Hmm. And that's in capitals with two exclamation marks, a question mark, two exclamation marks, and another question mark. I think we could have just gone with one question. (laughs) <laughs> uh, my shift from 6 till midnight, and I've got nothing there. It just goes, my shift from 6 till midnight, full stop. That's roughly it. See ya, 1.31am. So I didn't even finish that sentence. I'm more worried about, will what I get did- home in November?
1: What were they striking for?
0: More wages and better shift times. And eventually, I had to catch a bus. That's for later in the diary. Right now, we're doing Wednesday, August 23. This is written at 1.33am. Well, today was the day our new radio announcer arrived. Got up at about 11am, had some breakfast, watched some television, had a shower, got dressed and went to work. It's a standard vibe, guys. Julie left tonight on a bus to Broome for a little holiday. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you ever been to Broome? <laughs>
1: that... <laughs> but, but also the bus to Broome just sounds... Oh.
0: <sighs> Yeah, it was the 80s. Hot. She was meant to leave tomorrow on the plane, but with the dispute the way it is, not possible. The bus companies must have loved this period. <laughs> They're like, what?
1: Oh, no planes?
0: We've got a bus and one toilet you are not allowed to use. <laughs> uh, anyway, I recorded the college show and then waited around for my shift. David, our new announcer, got to the station about 5.30pm. Introduced to him, Dana came over to see if I was working. Okay, so I'm introduced to him, but I've got no opinions, nothing to say about him. Did my shift from six till midnight. Went A-OK. David came over for the last hour of my shift. I'm sure he called himself Dave, but I've written David. Uh, had a look around, asked some questions and came home. Watch TV until now. Adios, amigos. 148am.
1: You're churning out the um, radio announcers there. Who's this new bloke?
0: Dave. Oh, I think his last name was Howard. I feel like he's still working in radio in Adelaide, actually. And, yeah, well, the vibe back then was you get your first radio job in a regional market and then you spend the day you arrive trying to get out of there to go to a bigger market. (laughs) It's mental. And that's why they would have hired me at 19 with a camp voice and paid me no money to come to Karratha. I don't know if they realised they were going to get three and a half years of work out of me. (laughs) Because I made that mad commitment, I'm leaving here to go to FM radio. And that took me three and a bit years.
1: Still, mm. you did it. How long did what was the average that most people stayed?
0: Four, five, maybe six months.
1: You're kidding. And you no. did three years. And
0: I did three years. See? I know. You should be
1: crowned with something. King of regional radio internships <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> such a great crown to get. <laughs> Thanks for your great suggestion, Ratna. Morning, guys. She just woke up. She just woke up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Ah, <laughs> uh, This is August 24. It's a Thursday. It was written at 2.36am. Ah, a day off. I love when these days come around. Pfft, story of my life. Haven't worked since March.
1: <laughs> Nothing's changed. No.
0: <laughs> Got up at nine today. Had some breakfast and then showered. Oh, didn't get dressed. Went down to the station about 20 to 11. Waited for our 11 o'clock meeting. Finally started at 11.20. Usual bullshit don't make a mess, don't scratch the records, so on and so forth. At least I've given some content there. Yeah. I love don't make a mess.
1: That's a, that's <laughs> don't that's scratch just... the
0: records. Oh, really? I've just been sitting here with the compass God, running it backwards and forwards dang. across the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, only interesting thing was that 6KA is up for sale. <gasps> Bondi, I love that I've called him Bondi instead of Alan Bond, is getting nervous and selling up. Should be interesting to see who buys it up. Went off and did the shopping. Came home, sat around for a while, and went and called mum and had a chat for a little while. Cooked tea and Dana came over for a while. There's lots of wiles happening in here. Got a check from Jeff today. What a great guy. He didn't have to do it, but what a fabo dude for doing it anyway. What the fuck did I get a check from Jeff for? Mm. mm.
1: Maybe you were in the porn industry and you didn't Who knows? Realise.
0: Yes. This is my front. It's just to cover. <laughs> Night, 2.42am. P.S. Dave and I have been doing slash listening to blooper tapes. What do you mean doing? That means we're sitting there going, let's make our own blooper tapes, Dave. <laughs> what a
1: that would quite fun.
0: Yeah, like Jonesy said in a recent episode, the only people that really enjoy the bloopers are the people that were in them. No one else does. It's
1: true. But if
0: it's a movie Although, blooper, yeah. Yeah, same. We love that.
1: At the end. I wonder why Bondi was selling up.
0: Well, I think, was it 1990 or 91 that he went bankrupt?
1: Yeah, well, one of the Sunday Times reporters that I worked with brought that story to light. I I just remember when Alan and Eileen Bond were like the posh and becks of Perth. Oh, my
0: God. Do you remember they used to advertise that hotel on Scarborough as the only five-star hotel personally hand-decorated by Eileen Bond? And they used to sell that as a... (laughs) A feature. Oh, it's decorated by Eileen Bond. That crazy got to rich lady. Gotta
1: stay there.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I remember going to a Sony um, presentation in the penthouse and it was all 80s styling, bright blue, you know, the whole circles, the most disgusting furniture I've ever seen in my life. It was really decorating of the moment, like very 80s in style, which went out really quick. And it was a penthouse. That's the first place. I remember being in there and seeing Jeff Buckley on the screen for the first time and going, <gasps> I think I'm in love. And Silverchair for the first time I saw her in that little preso. Hold on, on the
1: screen?
0: Yeah, on the screen. They just played us music videos. This is a new band called Silverchair and this is a new guy called Jeff Buckley. Oh, wow. I, really? I still have vivid memories of how bad that hotel room was and how amazing <laughs> those songs were. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Friday, August 25. It was written at 12.41am. Another day off. And what did I do today? And there's no question mark there. Well, not too much. Actually, I awoke at about 10am and had some breakfast, sat around for a while and tidied my bedroom and washed some clothes. Rather domesticated day when I think about it. And then I've got a dash and in capitals, ha, 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 ha. What is funny about that, you tool? <laughs> Rather domesticated day when I think about it.
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe that's how it should be said.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Uh, then I waltzed into the kitchen and started washing what would have been about a week's worth of washing. Uh, cooked some dinner. See, clean up a dirty kitchen and then cook some dinner and sat down to eat at about seven. <laughs> no one cares, mate. Uh, Dana arrived soon after I. Oh, Dana arrived soon after. Uh, I've got a comma there because it says Dana arrived soon after I showered. <laughs> Dana arrived soon after. I showered. That's how it should be done. She went Uh. and got something to eat and then we went to the Walkington Theatre to see one of the movies in the film festival. It was called, and this is written in inverted commas, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. It was a (laughs) Spanish movie and it was brilliant. If you've never seen Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, you need to check it out, rats. And anyone else, if you're listening,
1: that's what, what she is
0: said in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I came home just after ten, and we watched TV. Dana left about an hour ago. See ya, twelve fifty-two a.m. And yeah, I would strongly recommend go check out Pedro Almodovar. Honestly, if you're listening and you've never watched an Almodovar film, go and watch any of his movies. They are so magnificent. I mean, you've got to read subtitles, but, you know, get over it. We live in a multicultural society. All right, let's uh, take in Saturday, August 26. It is written at 1.36am. Awoke today about 9am. Had my usual breakfast and then had a shower. I wish I knew what my usual breakfast was, but again, Mm-mm. no details. <laughs> so bad. Got dressed and went down to the station just after 11.00. Put away my records from Wednesday night. Oh, those those ones that I was pulling that you were saying. Is that a (laughs) euphemism? My shift from midday till six went well. Funny, actually, some lady rang up and said, and this is in inverted commas, "Why don't you play some normal music?" Oh, I put (laughs) I put a question mark in there too. (laughs) So I actually knew how to write (laughs) it for once. And then, what
1: did she mean by normal? Why don't you play some normal
0: music? (laughs) And then she hung up in my ear. <laughs> anyway. She's
1: the Karen. She's the Carol- she Karen. She
0: was 89. Karen! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so after the song was finished, I came on air and said, and I've written this in inverted commas as well, try and do it in my voice, oh, big cheerio to that rude lady that rang up and told me to play some normal music and then hung up in my ear. Although you're very immature. Let's hope this is normal enough for you. <laughs> and then I played a song. I honestly think that is how I used to talk back then, because I had the campus voice and I used to try and deepen it. Oh big Cheerio to that rude lady that rang up and told me to play normal music and then hung up in my ear. I love me at 20 going, although you're very immature, let's hope this is normal enough for you. <laughs> so sassy. Come on, what was the
1: song that you played? I didn't put it you down. Oh for Christ!
0: I sakes. know. Follow through, an Benjamin! An... <laughs> <laughs> I just said, it, and then it I played a song. Enough
1: for you, and then it was like, "I'm too sexy for my shirt." Oh, too I really want it to
0: be—I <laughs> want it to be <laughs> delight or something. Groove is in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Neville came in laughing his head off. I thought he'd be angry, but he thought she deserved it. What a laugh! And I wrote "laugh" in capitals with two exclamation marks. Watch TV till now. Night. One forty-five a.m. So there you go, August 26, 1989, my first sassy moment on air and that continued for 30 fucking years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you two told her, though. I did, didn't I? She was a
0: tour. <laughs> I love that rude lady.
1: <laughs> Someone making the effort to call you up going, why do you play some normal music? She would have been eating a dinner with her family going, well, that was probably directed at me. <laughs> <laughs> Still... Not normal, so he's obviously having a dig. Well, I hope she enjoyed oh.
0: my normal music and as she was on her deathbed thought, oh, remember that time <laughs> that kid was sassy to me and it ruined my whole life? No. Nah.
1: <laughs> I still want to know what normal music is. <laughs> Sounds to me like she needed to watch Pablo Ambaro's film, How Women
0: Have a No... Pedro <laughs> 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 Almodovar. What was that name? <laughs>
1: Hola. Look, hey, everyone's got a little bit
0: of Karen in them. All right. Well, Retina, who is semi-Karen, thank you for joining me for another potty. <laughs>
1: thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: I love having you in it. Hey, in the next episode, more mother truckers and garbage truckers keep waking me up. Why won't anyone let me sleep in? Nine months in and I think I should be getting way better on air shifts. So it's time to put my big boy pants on probably Jagmen ones, and confront my boss Neville about it. The new announcer Dave inspires more bitching on my behalf over management's ineptitude, there's UFO sightings to deal with, and I get offered another job and reject it with typical teenage arrogance. Aw, oh, baby me was horrendous. Naturally, in every episode, I try to help amplify Indigenous voices. And this time around, it's all about WinngaliInfusion.com.au. They're an independent, non-government-funded cultural service and they specialize in educultural healing practices with an emphasis on the ancient art of storytelling, art, language, song, and dance. You can find them at winangaliinfusion.com.au or on Instagram under winangaliinfusion. And let's do a huge group hug and uh, thanks to the enigmatic DJ Dirkbag for creating the 1989 theme tune. Obviously, we're dragging Jess Alenco into that hug, too, for his audio wizardry. And you, too, for listening to this podcast. You are the actual best, and I love that you waste some time indulging this podcast with your listening ears. So, bless you. Please force it on your friends and family. Get me some more listens. You can also follow us on socials at 19 and 89. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening through Apple. And until next time, I am loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.